Good morning, guys. Welcome back to the show. My name's Andy. I'm going to be taking you through an absolute doozy from r slash pro revenge in episode 211 of the RR Show. So grab your tea and your popcorn and let's jump in with this banger of a story from Just a Bored Citizen. Racist bully ruins my life. I annihilated hers. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. Is that all the oh I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm gonna steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. So the title is self-explanatory, but you'll be surprised. When I, female 28, was in elementary school, I had a bully. I'll call her Aya, because it's the only nice thing I will ever do for her. It all started in the first grade, when she was the instant popular girl because she talked about her time in Ghana. She was born and raised there up until she was four years old when her parents immigrated to America And I thought that was so cool because the only immigrants I've ever known were from Mexico. I'm also Mexican, which is something you need to remember, because we lived in Texas. I asked her, what was life like in Africa? She looked at me and said in a very smug voice, a lot better than Mexico. I thought that was weird, but I let it go because we were kids at the time and I think she just wanted to be cool or something. As the year went on, she always made off-handed comments about me being Mexican and it was always directed towards me. It wasn't until second grade when we were just learning this brand new word that we've never heard before. Racism. Seven-year-old me, at the time, vaguely understood it because my mum taught me the words that were derogatory towards us and wanted me to be aware of them. Anyway, we were watching a cartoon about Martin Luther King Jr., and we were at a scene where the protesters were being unjustly arrested, I thought it was cruel and didn't think it was fair. Aya, though, looked at me and shouted, A beaner like you would never understand. For those who don't know, the word beaner is a slur against Latin people. Sure, it's not as disgusting as the N-word, but it is a disgusting word to people like me, and I've been called that a lot of times, even back then. I was horrified being called that in the middle of class, and I looked at my teacher who just shrugged her shoulders and went back to the show. I couldn't believe it! We were learning about the civil rights movement and I was called a racial slur in front of everyone. I tried asking my teacher why she didn't say anything because what A called me was a bad word towards me and my ethnicity. All she says was, it's just a word, sticks and stones. I ran home in tears and told my mum everything. She was upset at first, but at the time she told me that Aya probably didn't know that that word was bad towards Latin people, and maybe she'll figure it out when she's older or say sorry the next day. How wrong my mother was. For the next four years, Aya would throw racial slurs at me, calling me a beaner who eats nothing but beans or a wetbank because I must have crossed the Rio Grande River. I begged her every single time to stop, and I went to my teachers pleading with them for help, but they never did anything. It wasn't just the racial slurs she threw at me. She'd insult me for the way I looked, the way my hair was, why I was bigger compared to the other girls who were slim. She wasn't a model herself either. 
Things got worse in fourth grade. I was going through a rough time because my mum was dating a man who drank beer as if prohibition had ended. He also smoked heavily, and the smell would end up on my clothes, which added fuel to Aya's fire. It was when dare was a big thing back in the day. A would always use me as an example about the dangers of smoking, pointing out how the smell was so bad that she constantly plugged her nose every time she walked by me. It led to rumors of me never taking a bath that followed me up until the sixth grade. At this time, my mum was starting to realize that Aya was not stopping, and she tried contacting the school, but all she would get was that it was a disagreement between two classmates. She wrote notes for me to give to my teachers, but nothing would happen, and in the fifth grade, things really took a bad toll. My grandfather passed away, and his death hurt me so much that even to this day I still feel that raw pain of his passing. Word got round to my school, and Aya walked up to me saying how sorry she was that my grandfather was gone. I naively thought that maybe, just maybe, she would stop being a bully and say sorry for saying racist things towards me. Nope. It's sad that he died to get away from you. I would too if I realized my granddaughter was so ugly. I broke down into tears while she and a few of her friends laughed. And as always, none of the teachers did anything to stop her. I told my mum, who managed to finally get a hold of my teacher, and demanded that she do something about it, or else she was going to go up there and make her stop. So for the first time in a whole year, my teacher walked up to Aya and told her to stop being so mean to me. Aya looked at her and burst into tears, crying that she was being so mean. It's because I'm black, isn't it? Immediately, my stupid teacher backed off. Aya would go on to use that phrase every single time any of our teachers ever attempted to do something. Now, you're probably wondering, how did she ruin my life? Well, I'm getting to that. Things slowly quieted down when I was in sixth grade, but A was plotting something. I used to draw anime a lot. I wasn't any good, but I practiced every single day and slowly my skills were improving. I was drawing the main cast of Sailor Moon during free period, and it was a decent first attempt, really. For once, there was no stray pencil marks and I didn't have to erase as much. I left to go to the bathroom and when I came back, my drawing was ruined. It had pen marks everywhere with the word beaner and wet back in permanent marker all over it. I was devastated and broke down. I worked so hard on that drawing, and it was vandalized with hate. I looked over to a group of desks where Aya was sitting, and I saw her laughing. She and a couple of her girlfriends were saying how funny it was I was crying over a stupid picture, and I saw that she had that stupid permanent marker in her desk. I marched up to her and yelled at her. I demanded to know what it was about me that she hated so much. Why was she acting like a racist towards me when I did nothing to her? I was crying, I was screaming, and my teacher told both of us to go to the office. I thought we were finally going to solve the issue. But as always, I was wrong. My principal looked at the both of us and said that I should apologize to Aya. What? Apologize to Aya for yelling at her just because you're upset over drawing doesn't mean you have to yell at your classmate for it. But she ruined my drawing. She wrote slurs all over it. I should point out that she even had permanent marker stains on her hands. Why aren't you telling her that you don't tolerate racism in this school? 
Why are you always taking her side? I'm not taking sides, young lady, but those are just words, sticks and stones. I honestly didn't know what to feel at that moment. I realized that Aya was going to get away with her racism and there was nothing I could do about it. I still refused to apologize and the principal called my mum who demanded that the principal do something about Aya, but nothing happened as always. After that incident, Aya was emboldened at the fact that she could get away with the bullying and made my life hell. She destroyed me. It was to the point where I could no longer draw again. Even to this day, if I even tried to draw a character I liked, I'd break into tears and just stop. My mum tried everything. She pleaded, she demanded, and she threatened my school. But they just brushed it off as an overprotective single mum who just didn't like seeing her overly sensitive child hurt. In my mum's perspective, from what she told me, she watched as her happy-go-lucky little girl slowly morphed into a sad and combative teenager. I developed a hatred towards my own ethnicity and I cried that I wished I was white because I hate being called those words and I hated the way my face looked because I could see my Native American features. That's right, I'm indigenous too. She made me hate myself. It was only after elementary school did the bullying finally stop because she went to a different junior high school. But just because I was able to get away from her didn't mean that the effects of her bullying stopped. I had to go to therapy to get rid of the terrible things she said to me out of my head and slowly regain myself as a person. My family who knew the bullying gathered around me and gave me unconditional love and support, all the while telling me stories of our ancestors who started our family how they fled Spain during the Texas Revolution. I even went to the tribe I was descended from to help gain a better understanding of my indigenous roots, and they helped me immensely as well. Yeah, Aya and I ended up going to the same high school, but I avoided her like the plague because I wanted nothing to do with her or her bullshit. Aya was a model student, and during Black History Month, we used to have an assembly where we talked about the great black figures in history. She'd always go on the podium and talk about how proud she was of her race, that she would embrace everyone of a different race, religion, and all that good stuff. It took all of my willpower and constant reminding of myself that what happened in elementary school was in the past to not laugh and roll my eyes. I just thought she was a piece of work. Fast forward to 2021. I was packing up my room because I was getting ready to move some of my stuff to my new house with my then fiancé, now husband. While we were planning our wedding, I was reading a book on my phone when I got a notification from someone I hadn't seen since high school. It was Aya. I'm an adult now, so instead of feeling the terrible anxiety I would always feel whenever I would get a note from her, I just looked at it annoyed and wondered what the hell did she want. I opened it. Apparently, she was hosting our elementary school reunion because the old building was being torn down in place of a new one. She was inviting everyone who went to school there so we can say goodbye to the old girl. Honestly, I didn't want to go because that school has done nothing but bring me grief and anger. Just driving by it over the years would make my heart pound uncomfortably. I wanted to decline, but I thought to myself, that stupid school will be destroyed. Why not spit on it or something? And then something sparked in my head. This could be my last chance to expose Aya for what she really was. Aya, the no-good racist who takes joy in other people's misery. And it wasn't just me she threw racial slurs at. 
She was like that to everyone, from the girls who were from Delhi to the Chinese students who ended up transferring to a different school because he couldn't take it anymore. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The planning. Having dinner with my mom, I asked her if she remembered the girl who used to bully me. She gripped her fork and said she did remember and how much she hated that little bitch. I asked her if she remembered going to the school many times to complain about her and she said yes and that she had written down everything that was said. And knowing my mum, she never threw anything away because it was important documents. I decided to look into her old files and I found them. It was not only the notes mum took, but it was also full of the hateful messages Aya wrote to me, even my Sailor Moon drawing that had all those terrible racial slurs on it. The terrible feeling of self-hatred and sorrow came back in full. I was close to tears seeing that drawing and those notes. I really wanted to know why she had so much hate in her heart. After calming myself down, I went to work. I printed copies of the notes, along with a note from my principal which said, It seems that Aya called just bored citizen nasty words based on her ethnicity. It was even signed by that principal, which proved two things. Aya was racist, and the school knew, but refused to do anything. The Revenge The little party was basically a barbecue on the school playground. I showed up in casual clothing and saw my old classmates for the first time in years. To say the least, I was the only one who still looked fresh-faced and not worn down by parenthood. I did catch up to a few of them. Most of them were actually Aya's victims, but unlike me, they ignored her when she would bully them. Looking around, I actually saw some known members of our local equal rights group. I assumed she invited them because Aya made a name for herself over the years since graduation. It almost made me feel sorry for what I was going to do. And when I mean almost, I mean never. The little barbecue went by smoothly and Aya was talking about the beautiful memories she had at our old school, and that she was so thankful that they welcomed her with open arms because she was an immigrant from a faraway country and was worried of not being able to belong. I remembered how proud she was when she first walked in our class, no fear at all. After her passionate farewell speech, everyone in our class took turns saying their own farewells. They half-assed their speeches and some just said that the school was awesome. When it was my turn, I looked around and saw everyone staring at me. Aya is standing there with a confident smile on her face as if she thought that I was so beating down that I would just say whatever with the school and that's it. But nope. Over the years since graduation, I sort of developed a I don't give a fuck attitude. I say what I say, and I will do a microphone drop if I have to. I talked about how I was so nervous going to school because it was something new, and I knew that it would lead me to a path of adulthood. I talked about how this damn school had brought nothing but nightmares, horrible teachers, and terrible students who bullied me so much that my poor mother had to spend thousands of dollars of her life savings to give me therapy because I could not function well. I then looked at Aya and said that she was a prime example of the American dream. 
an immigrant who worked tirelessly to make it to this complicated country. I then said in the same smug tone of voice she had 20 years ago, I'm so glad you grew out of your racism. And with that, I stood up and left. And remember what I said about those notes my mum kept? Well, I sent them to that local group anonymously and told them that their star volunteer was not who she said she was. I just thought that would be the end of it, but I did not know of the absolute shitstorm I had caused. Aya's reputation destroyed. When the leader of the group saw the notes, he was livid. He immediately told her that she was no longer welcome and said she was a terrible example for the people they were helping. Her fiancé dumped her, she lost her job, and as it turns out, her parents never knew of the bullying. I guess my principal decided that it wasn't worth calling them years ago. They were angry with her and demanded to know where she got this attitude from, because when I found out her father works in a business that required them to travel to and from Ghana, and he worked with many interesting people. On top of that, my former principal apparently lost a special award she got for her contribution to our school district, when the superintendent happened to get an envelope containing my mother's notes, and he was just as livid. I got an apology from the school district along with other victims of Aya. They accepted that just to get it over with, but I politely refused, saying that it was too little, too late. I did get comments from my former classmates saying that I should have just let it all go, but here's the thing. I did get over it. I wanted nothing more than to just close that chapter of my life and move on, but seeing her name in that email really triggered something in me, and knowing that she was running around saying things which was opposite of what she really believed, I wanted her to feel broken the same way as I'd felt. My mum was neutral. I don't resent her because she did everything she possibly could to stop the bullying. I'm thankful for that, because in some stories I've seen on Reddit about people being bullied, their parents did absolutely nothing. I'm in a much better place now. I moved out of state after I got married, and I'm happy. Aya has attempted to contact me, demanding I apologize for ruining her life, but I just ignored her and blocked her. I wish I knew why she had so much hatred. I was never rude to her. I thought she was cool. She was from Africa. I loved their culture, and I thought it was awesome that she was a part of it. I also wish I could draw again because it was my only escape from troubled life I had aside from the bullying. I'm just glad I was able to regain love for who I am as a person. As a person of Mexican descent and of indigenous background. Because she really made me feel like I was worthless for it. That's the story of how I ruined the life of my racist bully. With the plot twist that she was black and I was Mexican. Sure, the words she said were probably just words, but those words were very derogatory to me and many people of my ethnicity, and it's just as degrading as being called an M-word to a black person. And it also shows that even black people can be the worst racists. Of course, I'm not saying that all black people are racist. I've met some amazing black people in my lifetime who truly believe in racial equality. I wanted to keep this to myself, but after seeing the terrible attacks on Asian Americans since the stupid pandemic happened, I noticed that it was sparking a big debate on who should be charged with hate crime. We're still not there yet when it comes to truly being equal regardless of race, gender, religion or orientation, but little by little we are becoming a little bit better. Not much, but a little bit. True terrors of horror, bizarre happenings, unexplainable events. On our podcast, Disturbed, Terror Takes Center Stage. 
Each episode is a journey into the darkest corners of human existence, delving into bone-chilling tales of kidnappings, serial killers, maniacs, and the very essence of your worst nightmares coming to life on this weekly true horror show. Disturbed is not for the faint of heart. It's an exploration of real, unadulterated horror sourced from everyday people. Each episode is a descent into the macabre, where we narrate stories that will leave you on the edge of your seat and crawling in your skin. We navigate the disturbing narratives that lurk in the shadows, offering a raw and unfiltered listen into the most terrifying aspects of the human experience. Enter at your own risk and let the unsettling tales unfold in the haunting realm of Disturbed. And remember, listeners, stay safe out there. Do you enjoy science, spooky stories, and all things paranormal? We do, too. While we would love for most paranormal stories to be true, we are here to tell you that they probably aren't. But that doesn't make them any less fun to speculate about. We are the Spooky Science Sisters podcast. In this podcast, we bring you bi-weekly discussions on possible scientific explanations behind the supernatural. Backed up by research articles and other credible sources, we do deep dives into things like archaeology and physics and share in-depth discussions with topic experts. Visit us at SpookySciencesisters.com to listen to a couple of skeptics debunk some of your favorite alien encounters, cryptid sightings, and ghost stories with science, sass, and a significant amount of laughter. Thank you and stay spooky.